A very good evening to all the members and friends, associates of the Asia Professional Speakers Singapore. My name is Andrew Chow. I'm your host tonight for our Asia Convention uh, 2020. Our theme is Write the Future. So from this week onwards, almost every week, we will feature three or four different speakers of different panel, different days to be here, having a chat with some of you. So this is a time really for you to be up close and personal with the speaker. So in the past, you don't hear from anyone other than the actual day, but now you do, and now you have the chance. So today we're so privileged to have one of the great speakers on day three. His name is Josh Nina. So maybe let's give uh, him a round of applause. <laughs> Welcome, Josh. How Thank are you? you so much. So tell me, where are you right now? I'm in Detroit, Michigan, here in the United States. I was born here in the city of Detroit, and I'm very passionate about my hometown, so I've, I've tended to stay here. Wow. So you are about 12 hours uh, behind us, I, I would say. So tell us a little bit about yourself before I show you some of the research I've done about you. Come, let's go. Tell me something about you and what are you busy with recently? Well, thank you so much. And first of all, I hope everybody out there is safe and healthy with their families. Uh, in my case, I'm a strange guy. I started my career as a jazz guitarist. I then went on to start building self five technology companies. I launched a venture capital fund and I've invested in and backed about a hundred startups. But I'm very passionate about human creativity. I believe that all of us have this dormant amount of creative abilities that if we bring forward, we can do amazing things. And so I've now written three books on this topic of innovation, creativity, uh, two of which are New York Times bestsellers. And uh, 15 years or so ago, I started speaking a lot. And I'm what you might call a high frequency speaker. I have done over a thousand paid keynotes and I generally am over 120 a year. So I am a high frequency speaker and I just love the art form. I love being able to share ideas and it's a privilege to be with you here today. Wow, that's awesome. So I had done some research about you and I found this awesome video that uh, would uh, give us uh, so much more insights onto the energy they can bring on to us. So I'd like to play that video and I want to tell everyone that it's, it's gonna worth your time. It's four minutes long, but it is, it is really worth time. So if you allow me, I'm gonna share my screen right now. And I'm going to play enormous creative resources inside. In fact, the research is crystal clear that as human beings, we are hardwired to be creative. That's our natural state. We are living in unprecedented times. And one thing we know for sure is that we can no longer simply rely on the models of the past and expect the same result. And too often we overestimate the risk of trying something new but we underestimate the risk of standing still. As 
you can tell, I'm really passionate about this topic of harnessing human creativity to drive meaningful business results. I would encourage you to take an open mind and an open heart. And think how you can take each of these principles and drive them directly into your daily work in order to win and to soar. All right, let's dive in. So this morning, it's important to me to not only give you some fun stories, but to make sure that you're walking away better equipped. I want to make sure that you leave here with some specific and tactical tools that you can apply in the months and years to come. You guessed it. They painted the cows like zebras. And that turned out to be a $2.2 billion idea. I've studied Disney, Coca-Cola, Visa, Intel, Pfizer, and dozens more. So what do the best of the best do differently? Across this wide range of amazing people, it turns out there are some very common patterns, common approaches and mindsets of the most innovative leaders in the world. I know it's counterintuitive, but if you find yourself in a resource-constrained environment, because come on, there's never enough money or time or prospects or bandwidth or computing power, that's the perfect time. It's like a heat map calling your soul to the surface. States have never been higher. The threats have never been greater. The competition has never been more rough. But I truly believe the opportunity has never been more profound. Let's seize it. Let's make today our jumping off point. Now is our time. Now is our time to push the creative boundaries. Now is the time to prioritize this gift that we all have of human creativity and imagination. If we can do those things, if we can cultivate innovation system-wide, not only will our success today look good, but our best days will be yet to come. We're going to dwarf what we've done in the past. And truly, together, we'll be able to seize the enormous opportunity waiting just outside those doors. Thanks again, everybody. I just love how the video ended with you playing that sexy guitar. Of course, you're a very attractive guy as well. So I'm going to ask you the first question, Josh. What are you going to talk about uh, in our convention? Well, I'm going to be doing a chat with a good friend of mine, fellow speaker Peter Sheehan. And together, we're going to talk about a number of things. We're going to talk about essentially what we can do as speakers as the world has continued to change. How do we respond to COVID-19? How do we chart the best path going forward. We're also going to talk quite a bit about engaging the Speaker Bureau channel. I know that the Speaker Bureau world is a little bit smaller in, in Asia than it is here in the United States, but there's a real interesting strategy, I believe, for speakers to engage the Speaker Bureau channel to both boost fee and volume. And uh, we'll share some strategies that we've learned here in the US. We certainly don't know everything, but we're excited to share everything that we can to be helpful to you and, and to help all of the folks listening in, uh, drive their career to the next level. Wow, that's awesome. So uh, these are some of the main points I'll be sharing. So I'm very sure everyone will look forward to the fireside chat. So what would be the few key takeaways that you can uh, you can share with some of our 
present participants because we're all looking forward to how to innovate our business model, maybe in a hybrid way, not fully digital, not fully high, not fully virtual, but kind of in between. So what would be the uh, key takeaway from your session itself? Well, first of all, I think that there's a real risk of what we call overcorrecting, which is basically thinking that the world has ended and we're never going to do a live speech again. Certainly, we need to get this crisis under control. But we believe, in all, and I speak to many others in the industry and, and bureau executives, that the world will bounce back, that there will be plenty of live events 2021 and beyond. So I think today what we need to do as speakers isn't to dump everything and run in a new direction, but understand that it will be a multi-channel delivery, that we'll be speaking sometimes live, in person, sometimes remote, and different combinations thereof. The other thing that we're gonna talk about is how you really can stand out as a speaker. One observation is that many speakers tend to look and sound very much alike. So someone says, well, I speak on leadership. So does everybody, you know? So, so how do you take your topic area and intersect it with your uniqueness in order to stand out rather than blend in? Yeah, I like the part where how can you be standing out uh, in the midst of the cloud marketplace that we are having right now, especially in the COVID era where everybody is just scrambling onto Zoom, um, trying very hard to do a lot of webinars, a lot of live shows like this one. So um, maybe now we can throw the question back at you. Uh, how do you innovate in the last six months or so? Because I think in the US, you face a bigger challenge. Uh, from the pandemic than us. So how do you yourself innovate? What are some of the lessons you learned? A couple of ones, thank you. Thank you for that question. One is, um, I think it's a perfect time to be of service to others. Uh, mm. if, if we are only thinking about ourselves, I mean, now is the time when, when other people are suffering for you to lend a helping hand and people will remember that. So I've just been trying to be helpful to people as much as possible rather than trying to just, you know, sell more speeches. Uh, the other thing is that very early, we realized that this would be a uh, at least a somewhat prolonged period. And for people like me, I've been on airplanes every week for 20 years. And to be able to have the time to sit down, I'm here today in my artist studio here in, in Michigan, in Detroit. And I've, I, I'm work, so I've been working on a number of other projects that I, I just hadn't had the time to go deep on. I've been working on my next book, which is called Big Little Breakthroughs, which involves taking big ideas and bringing them down into very small creative habits. I've been launching a new podcast called Creative Troublemakers. And I also did a massive overhaul of our branding and marketing. So I just said to myself, how can I make sure that when I look back at this period one year later, that I was as productive as possible so that I merged from this crisis stronger rather than weaker? Yeah, you know, I, I I really love the part that you say during this time you are trying to lend a helping hand or listening ear because then you're marketing the empathy of the brand itself. And that is very important because during this time, people don't really care about what we can do, but really they want sometimes just some support, maybe some a step in the dark towards the future. They need some help. So I feel the challenge as well because in the past I'm I was a speaker and now I'm the event producer. I produce everything from the pre-event. I handle their RSVP. I handle their uh, data. I handle their reports. I produce a show. I still have to be awesome on stage. It is kind of everything, and and sometimes we do that for the client because we just want them to know that we feel for them, and this is a time that we need to brand our marketing. So I think maybe this is my small little take on innovation. Okay, so what 
is your advice for people who are just new to this business, to the professional speaking business? What is your one solid advice you would have for them? Uh, you To use this time to work on your craft. If you really think about a speaking business, and we've I've studied speaking in depth. You know, I, I applied the same rigor that I had building a software business to, to the speaking business. So I've spent years studying how do speeches get bought and sold? Why does one person get more money than somebody else? And if you really think about a speaking business, it's like three businesses in one. Mm. There's a thought leadership business, which is your body of work, your, your message, your content, the, you know, your subject matter. There's a performing arts element of the business, which is you being very good on stage. And then there's also a branding and marketing business, which is making sure that your marketing and, and video and, and assets do all the work for you. And so you were really, if you're, if you're a professional speaker, you are running those three businesses all at once. Yes. Just because we can't be delivering our speeches right now on stage to others doesn't mean we can't be investing and building our businesses. So a new speaker should be working on his or her uh, delivery. You can video yourself, work in front of a mirror, work with your family, but practicing your skills, just like a, an athlete would practice their skills before a big game. They can be working on your body of work, your subject matter. Maybe it's writing a book. Maybe it's launching a blog. Maybe it's doing a video series. Maybe it's posting on social media, but becoming an expert in your subject matter so that, again, when the, when the clouds go away, you're going to be thought of as a real leader. And then finally, the business itself, which is your branding and marketing. Great time to do a new website. Great time to start gathering testimonials. So just because, again, we're in the off season right now doesn't mean we can't be working on all three of those core elements of a speaking business. Well, that's true. With some. I agree 100% on what you said because I said almost the same thing to another friend about a few years ago that we have three we have three businesses actually all embedded in one body. And it's so true. Uh, people only see the front side of us, the one that we are performing on stage. Everybody see an awesome speech, but nobody knows how much thought, how much research you have done onto that topic, right? How much, how many people you interview just for that one statistics. So I believe COVID is a great reset. It is a level playing field for a lot of us to, to take stock of what we are doing, whether you are a veteran or you're a rookie, this is an entry point and why not we do something new and that is really part of innovation so together well, real quickly i would add one thing i've known people that are in their speaking business and then they say oh there's this crisis i'm going to change my my area of expertise completely and i really don't recommend that you should think of your career over a 30 or 40 year period and so i'm an expert in innovation that's it and i look mm -hmm. I've, I've raised hundreds of millions of dollars of capital i probably could talk about venture fun. Hmm. I've hired over 10,000 people. I could probably talk about hiring practices, but I don't. I stay in one area and become an expert at innovation. So yeah. yes, I can talk to someone about how to apply innovation to deal with the crisis, but I didn't drop my entire body of work and say, I'm going to become an, a pandemic expert. So my, hmm. my, my suggestion to those with great respect is that don't let a crisis take you away from your true art form, from your true expertise. If you're an expert in negotiations, stay an expert in negotiation. If you're an expert in customer service, stay an expert in that. And yeah, talk about how you can apply those principles to the challenge today, but don't just ignore everything you've done in the past and change sharply your, your, your vision for your, your, uh, your message. Wow. That's really awesome. I'm really looking forward to what you have to share on stage uh, virtually, of course, in uh, 
The date is 2nd of September. It's on day three. This is the information. Josh, together with Peter, will be on something like 9 plus, but we put the, the entire morning session. So the entire conference has five days, and we have the morning sessions, and then the evening one, and in between, in the afternoon, we have lab. So if you want to get in touch with Josh, this is the web link that is flashing. Look for him on LinkedIn. I'm sure it's easy to find. He's just first one uh, on the page itself. So Josh, thank you very much for accepting our interview. This has been really insightful and awesome. I'm sure a lot of you want to, a lot of us want to connect with you and uh, get to know you before you speak to us. So uh, before you go, I just like you to make a pitch for us. Say something to the people who, who will be watching this sometime later. Why should they attend this conference? Well, first of all, well, a couple of things. The one thing I just want to encourage people is that the professional speaking industry is a very large industry, larger than most people think. In North America alone, it's $4 billion a year of speeches bought and sold. And I know if you look across the Asian markets, it's, there's, very, there's a lot of opportunity for us all. So please don't get discouraged about this current time. Once things get back going, there's going to be plenty of opportunity for us all. And the pitch, I guess, would be, you know, we're, we're, we don't have every answer, but Peter and I uh, have both have a long track record of success here in the United States. We both speak at very high fee levels. So we're going to share a completely transparent and, and honest view of what, what's worked here to help build a speaking practice and especially to adapt to changing times. So we hope that you walk away uh, with some ideas and we hope you walk away inspired and we hope, hope you walk away with some specific things that you can do uh, to help grow your speaking business going forward. Thank you so much, so much uh, for that encouragement. So don't be discouraged, be diligent. So before we go, I just want to flesh out our our convention prizes. So this is our prize. Of course, you can see everything from our web from our web page, and you can look at the rest of the program. So uh, as of now, it's good night for me and Josh. Once again, thank you very much for the past eighteen minutes of Tech Talk style interview. Bye bye. Thank you again. Be safe. Bye bye.